0: West Virginia is a state widely known for its coal mining industry, a job that brings many men and their families financial stability, but it comes with an expense of great danger. There is no one more understanding of that danger than Randall McCloy Jr. On the morning of Monday, January 2, 2006, McCloy and 28 other miners concluded their New Year's celebrations and were back to work as usual. Work, as usual, was at the Sago Mine, a mine cited for nearly 100 significant, serious, and substantial regulations violations by the Mine Safety and Health Administration the previous year. Those in the field will tell you, however, this can be par for the course. But the brave men who sign up for these jobs are often willing to take the tremendous health risk that is attached. The early day started at 5.50 a.m when one of the fire bosses cleared the mine for use. Less than an hour later, lightning had struck the mountain, which charged through the ground and triggered an explosion of a recently sealed area, killing one of the miners in the process, and filling the work area with deadly carbon monoxide. Sixteen men were able to flee the mine, leaving McCloy among the dozen trapped, as carbon monoxide filled the lungs of the men gasping for air. They began to panic miners are equipped with air packs for emergency scenarios that provide approximately four hours worth of oxygen. They immediately activated the life-saving devices, but to make matters much worse, four of the air packs had failed, forcing the men to share equipment. On top of that, they were using more oxygen than usual to survive with the energy exerted as they swung a sledgehammer into the mountain and made as much noise as possible hopes of gaining the attention of a rescue crew. One of the men who went by Junior and another named Tom Anderson tried to forge an escape route, but they were only met by fumes and heavy smoke, so they turned back and rejoined the group. As the hours went by in the dire scenario, the 12 workers began to lose hope. They wrote notes to their loved ones, recited the sinner's prayer, and Randall watched several of the men drift off and lose all consciousness before his eyes. The letter Randall wrote was to his wife, Anna, and his children, Randall III and Isabel. Jackie Weaver, one of the men there, turned to the then 26-year-old McCloy, stating, if it's our time to go, then God's will will be fulfilled. An hour and a half after the initial explosion, a rescue crew had arrived, but after testing carbon monoxide levels, it was apparent that it was unsafe to go in. The rescue team drilled holes and used microphones and video cameras to locate the men, a tough task in an area where the workers were nearly 15,000 feet from the entrance. The location process was a long and grueling task for the rescue crew, and it wasn't until the morning of January 4th, two days after the disaster, when the coal miners were discovered. All but Randall had passed away. When the announcement was made, Randall's father clutched his wife, Tambra. It takes a special kind of person to be a minor, Chris McCloy, the brother of Randall, was quoted saying, explaining that Randall was looking to leave the field due to the dangers, but stuck with it longer than desired in order to provide for his family. His wife, Anna, said she never had a doubt that he would make it. Randall was in a coma and hospitalized. His diagnosis was grim. Anna stayed by his side at Ruby Memorial Hospital, prayed for him, and even went to a nearby Walmart to buy a boombox and Metallica's famous Black Album CD in hopes that the crunching metal guitar riffs from his favorite band might do something to help revive him. After several weeks, Randall became responsive, which Anna called a miracle, and said, Faith plays a big role. Without it, we wouldn't be coping. It's given us hope. Initially, Randall was twitching for several days and did not seem like the young man his family remembered. Time passed, and Randall gradually recovered. He needed to relearn nearly all basic bodily functions. Rehabilitation workers aided him in walking again and spent time with him moving inside a shallow pool and playing catch with a beach ball to get his reflexes back up to speed. His recollection of the nightmare he survived was cloudy, When asked by a reporter at AP News if he had any interest in returning back to his former place of work, he shook his head, saying, No, I done learned my lesson the hard way. Three months later, he returned back home. And though he is in good health all things considered, he is still living with the physical and mental scars of the horrors he survived, and struggles with certain limitations. Randall says that he tries to leave out the gory details of what he experienced when remembering his friends, and prefers to think of them as saved and in heaven. I do not know why I was spared, but I praise God every day, for he is amazing, McCloy said years later, reflecting back on the day. The year following the disaster, the McCloy family welcomed a new baby, Isaac Martin McCloy. It's safe to say that the now 13-year-old boy knows how persevering his father is as the sole survivor of a story that shook the country to its core. Randall feels blessed to spend every day with his loving family, continuing his journey in Taylor County, West Virginia.